what conditions are stipulations. Magic tricks or manipulations interjecting conversation. Is that why? Is because yeah. the muscles in our tiny lady hands like the middle liver spotted mom hands. Is that why you like them? Yep, makes sense to me. You can even clench my butt on that and work it. Really? Have you tried it? No. But maybe today's the day. Okay. Um, so you've been in Australia for a long time. Yes. A very long time. Hi, I know. It felt like a really long time. Um, and I missed you and we were like diametrically opposed schedule-wise because it was 15 hours apart. So whenever you would go to sleep, I would be awake. Yeah, I'd wake up to like five texts. Yeah, I couldn't even. at like three in the morning. Couldn't even adequately pine for you. Just. And get reciprocation. Titanic across the you know, ocean Ethan from my heart to yours. You not seen Titanic and we watched it on the boat. Oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, Why would you watch Titanic on a boat? It all worked out. Kinda Better romantic. than Titanic, that's for sure. Yeah. No, maybe. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Exceedingly Persuasive. I'm Brooke Rogers. I'm Mackenzie Brennan. And we today are joined by a very special guest, our friend Ben Kissel. Yay, thanks for having me. Um, we actually have two special friends because Puffin is here as Puffin! well. Yes, Puffin comes with me everywhere my I go. Baby. And he will get mic'd up. If you want to put some cans on him, he will start talking. And I don't want him to talk about what he ate today because technically I'm a bad dog parent. Do you want to tell You're the people what Puffin, oh, Puffin, Puffin do you want to talk? Yes, Ben, I do want to talk. And I have something very important to say to Brooke and Mackenzie and all the listeners. Hmm. Ben fed me Taco Bell today. He, he had me, gave me a chicken, cheesy gordita crunch. And he also gave me Mexican pizza, which is not Mexican, nor pizza. Puffin, you snitch. Sorry, Ben. Somebody call CPS. I know. Like Mexican pizza is like a pineapple because it's not a pine, not an That's apple. That's the Hawaiian pizza. Well, yeah, mixing the metaphors, but yeah. No, the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. What Have you that? not had it? No. Oh my God, this Puffin's is one of the great- more advanced than I am right now. <laughs> yeah, you got two tortillas, you got a bunch of cheese right. on top, some tomatoes, which you got to take off if you're going to feed a dog, mm. uh, because mm. dogs do not like the tomato. That's just a deconstructed quesadilla. A little bit. Everything from Taco Bell is just a deconstructed something or another. And then they they got uh, they have their weird soy beef in there, and then I just jam just so much fire sauce on it. That's and, really bad but, for which the, you don't even the like spicy. Butt. You always say that you like spicy food, but it never treats you right. Well, it doesn't mm. treat me right, but Puffin, uh, he does not like spicy food, so I definitely took that off of his slice of Mexican Attaboy. pizza. No okay, problem. it's like Watch me and Domino's out. though. Like it always burns up my insides, but I keep coming back. That's how it yeah. gets you. Mackenzie's yeah. got a weird Domino's thing though, because she doesn't eat it with sauce. She doesn't like sauce. Yeah. So when you're saying Any the no tomatoes, like I'm, I'm on board. My goodness, that's extra sad. I mean, all we did today was eat Taco Bell and watch the impeach, uh, impeachment inquiry, the reality day. show that it is. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know. I did not put pants on until 7 p.m. Neither did the impeachment people. That's, did you notice yeah. it was all waste up? Yep, I know all how. The shots. Yeah, I know how they like to do they it. Like, they set them before the cameras turn on because uh-huh. everyone's wearing boxers and or boxer briefs or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, it's yeah. the great equalizer. Yep, absolutely. Depending on the girth. Depending. Speaking of the Indeed. impeachment hearings that have been going on. Oh yeah, so we want to hit some updates in general. You want to first do primary because Beto's out now. Bye, I Beto. Bye, bye, Beto. We hardly knew you. Uh, two other dudes are maybe in. I'm well, not paying attention to who's. Michael doing, Bloomberg sorry. is coming in now. He's he already... dipping his toes because Alabama was gonna primary. kick him out, right? If he yeah. didn't register, so I think yeah, it seems like he wants to jump in. Although the polling numbers are not really in his favor, he's at about about four percent. Although by what, what uh, space does he think he's filling? Biden in this race, I think he thinks he can take from Biden you think better he's than Biden. Can. Biden, Mackenzie. Well, that yes, he's mm. filling Biden. 
with a girthy width. I I think he thinks he can take from that pool, but he thinks he can do it better. Yeah, I think he thinks he can take moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans, kind of go go to that yeah. like middle forty percent of the country. Class. The billionaire class. Also, yeah. And then Elizabeth Warren with her billionaire rhetoric and obviously I think in many, many ways her appropriate tax plan when it comes mm-hmm. to the billionaire wealth tax. She's she's triggering a lot yeah. of these people. They're upset. They're and really well, I think they're Most really people upset. don't understand the wealth tax either because they think that a wealth tax is just an increased income tax. It's not. Right, right. It's a specific and tax it's on, like, on stocks and wealth. That's and, not, yeah. Because usually the U.S. government only taxes when money's moving hands, and this would tax not money that's sitting. actually just sitting somewhere. Right, which makes sense. Uh, and you think of... So if you're quote-unquote hoarding money, that's going to be taxed. Oh, God. <sighs> Whereas, like, the income tax is when money actually exchanges hands. I'm having flashbacks about hoarding. Just in general hoarding? No, I, I mean, to I, be fair, out of, like, all the hoarding conditions you can have, hoarding money is, like, the best true. thing to hoard. That is the cleanest. Just, like, Uncle, the, the duck, the Uncle Duck from, what is it, Uncle McDougal or whatever his name is. He's a really rich know. one. He has that, oh, he has that oh, big... Oh, Scrooge oh, McDuck. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck, Uncle yeah. McDuck. Uncle yeah. McDuck. Yeah. The famous. Close. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He used to swim in all the coins. Just the smell of copper Ugh, on so that old bad. man must have been. If Huey, well, Dewey, and Louie could. Re- I think it was gold. But I imagine there's still a metallic mm, There has smell. to be. Oh, he must have smelled like, like Ross Perot and like an oil spill had a baby. Or just like, you know, when you open. You that. know, in the winter, when you open the coin section of your of your van and just the whole thing smells metallic and gross because you haven't really opened it in a while. Boy, have I been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've all done this, right? Has no one just opened the coin thing in their van? I don't think the, my van? car was uptown enough to have a coin section full of, full of Whatever. pennies. My little brother actually broke our uh, our van for a very short period of time because he put quarters in the tape player, which is not where they're supposed to go. Oh, that, that's a you fun can't place. play those. You can't. No. I don't know that that's going to have a good playback. Um, well, you're just going to treat it like a jukebox, yeah. but it's not the way it works. Yeah, maybe there was an odd yeah. logic to that. So, anyways, Beto's out. <laughs> and yeah. other dudes are in. There's a Massachusetts governor who apparently Obama liked, so he's going to jump in. Eric Holder is also obviously. Uh, Eric Holder. Former. Um, is he going in? From AG. Former AG. He's also thinking about former, going in. Former defendant of Purdue yeah. Pharma. That's yes. a weird moment yeah. to choose for him. Okay, well, it's, fine. It is very bizarre. I was talking about this on Abligan's Top Hat, the show I do for the last podcast network, which hopefully we can have a, a marriage. Hopefully this show can come over at uh, some point in the very near future as well to the network. Wink, but, wink, hint, hint. Huh? What? But uh, with Beto, I have never seen someone run for office with so much energy behind him. And that energy evaporate as quickly as it On did for Beto. such a slope. That's true. I yeah. don't think he could even run. He could not even run for like school board in Texas anymore. Like a skateboard oh, running out of steam after one like push. The mandatory he gun. Plateaued. Yeah, he like not just plateaued. He like straight up like Gerald that... Ford collapsed <laughs> down a pile of stairs. Aww. It was so horrible. He's his more mandatory. He's know. a little bit more graceful. Yeah. But his mandatory gun buyback program. The, the just you know I don't know that it was the it platform was alone extreme. I think it he, was extreme. way too extreme if especially more, for Texas if he had more momentum going into it and he had kept up that sort of hype the magic 2016 word yeah. momentum momentum yeah. Rubio momentum ooh ooh I hate that you remember <laughs> that oh my no. god Ugh, it doesn't even make sense I was in the wrong circles but it's just it's weird I heard somebody say this I think it was Claire McCaskill um was talking about all the people jumping into the race and saying that this is usually the time when people drop out Yeah, with the first primary three months away. And now we're already at an overpopulated field and we have 
we went from like 10 to 13. But you know what this reminds me of? Huh. The Republican primary in 2016. Yeah, that That's ended exactly well. I'm so how this feels. I'm like, stop joining. You're not going to win. There's like three people at the top. One of them is going to win. Everyone else and drop you're out. Run for it. You're running for cabinet at this point. Exactly. But just yeah. like focus on that. I think um, a lot of them are running for book deals. There's definitely a lot of that going on. Oh, but it's like definitely fame in, in general. Yeah. Oh, and maybe yeah. like a maybe if he if if a Dem wins the BJ. I think he probably gets those anyway. Hopefully, you think? I would I assume so. so. That's good for him. Yeah. Yes, giveth and taketh. Of course. Oh, that's a nice arrangement. Yeah. Of course. Um. But I don't believe. I I completely agree with you that I do not believe it is a good time. For the Democratic field to get larger, I think it's really an it's assessment. Distracting. It's distracting, but I think it's also an assessment of the changing of the party and a lot yeah. of people being like, okay, well, that's not the Democratic Party that I remember. So right. it's all sort of like everyone running to be the new face of it the, because they're rebranding. But like we have plenty and, of options for faces right now. We don't need like I think you're right about the impetus, but we don't need any more of the same like Michael Bloomberg versus Biden versus any other old white dude. We already got that. Well, it's just it's just it's centrist, right? We don't sure. really need another centrist in the race. Yeah. There's nothing else to offer. Like pro billionaire. Also, very imagine if down. it does end up being Bloomberg Trump and it's just two oh my rich God, old New Yorkers just That'll screaming get Trump at each elected other on stage. Because I will have zero passion about Bloomberg, and I think I would be one of many. I don't think that Bloomberg is going to get out of the no. primary. I'm not no. sure what state he wins in. He's just doing exactly what Tom Steyer did. He's, no. Well, you know, when I he was mayor he... of New York, in contrast to Bill de Blasio, who is truly horrible, which is why I'm so... Bo- oh, yeah. He is so an bad. anti-de Blasio show. Yeah, this in this house, we are anti-de Blasio. <laughs> I love it because I don't think a Bill de Blasio is going to be allowed to be a mayor again. Obviously, he's going to be term limited here, but someone like yeah. him because we just passed ranked choice voting. And I think that that is going to do very good to eliminate. I think that's a great idea for uh, a possible next uh, De Blasio. So in expanded, the context yeah. of De Blasio, I was I would take Bloomberg in a heartbeat, even oh, though yeah. it's a legal third term. It got a and little his, bit his crazy. Dumb with nanny this. state soda tax banning all this shit. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Eh, we're living. I find my way. Every time I say nanny state, Mackenzie laughs, but it's a very serious issue for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Other updates. Liz uh, Warren released her healthcare plan, and yeah. I haven't read it, but we're going to totally read it, and we're going to do a healthcare episode, and by the time we do, we promise we will know it. We promise to read it before we talk it's about it. It's a thing. That's, that's the, the, that's the yeah. key here. Some people liked it, some didn't. There were criticisms, and they seemed to be There were critiques. Pretty there were comments. Key. There were concerns. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing was cost. Obviously, that's always going to be right. the big issue for any Estimation. sort of large proposal like that. Uh, but then, of course, we also have to remember what we're already spending in healthcare, specifically yeah. in emergency yeah. room visits. And you know, when it the, breaks the, even. When like, it breaks even. It's a long plan, but it is very interesting now to have the Republican Party be the party of Obamacare. Because well, the Democratic Party is asking, I don't know no. if they do, <laughs> but technically that is now the status quo. Yeah. And so what the Dems are now proposing is more extreme in some ways than what Donald Trump was proposing, which was to just get rid of Obamacare, which he damn near did. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, John McCain said, no, let's refigure this from the inside. But the idea of going in and just totally redoing an entire health care system, yeah, well, I, think- I think it's 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 interesting that we now have a Democratic candidate that, you know, yeah. would make the, make the Republican Party the party that I mean, will defend yeah, Obamacare. That, yeah, Bernie's the one who introduced the... Sure, sure. Everyone else kind of tacked onto him, and she's flushing the idea out he he has always said 
that we would pay for by increasing taxes. It would end up breaking even for a lot of people because they already spend so much money on healthcare right. costs, but we would have to raise taxes. She kind of fudged the language for a long time. I'm interested to see how she explains it. And the differences between the two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, what it actually but, looks like. But I, I've talked about A4, and I think that, I mean, at this point, we have to have we have to have a complete overhaul of the system. I, I don't yeah, understand. We right. can't keep living under what we live under. It's insane. People are paying out of the nose to go to the emergency room and get basic care. Oh, yeah, people are dying because they don't want to, to make that choice. Yeah. But in, in terms of the Obamacare thing, I think Obamacare was, and it knew it was, in a sense, a springboard to more progressive change. I think mm-hmm. it was getting by what you could in that sort of environment and then taking the next step from there. So even the the NFIB versus Sebelius case that said the elements of it were constitutional, that in and of itself paved the way. So there's a world where the two of them coexist because it it is a first step in the right direction of making it less of a private industry thing. Mm-hmm. And then Trump wanting to get rid of it and his cronies wanting to get rid of it. With no backup with no plan. Yeah, with no net to problem. fall into. And so I don't know that they're pro-Obamacare, despite the fact that a lot of poor white Republicans are using things that come out of Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, know that they the like it And the problem with Obamacare right now is because it's state by state and the state has to, the states had to create their own markets, mm-hmm. it depends a lot on the population size of the state. So what you get out of it and how expensive it is and what the government's depends a lot to on do how there. you live. Yeah, so on where you live, sorry. And so like my parents live in Wyoming where mm-hmm. there's very where there are very few people and it's extremely expensive to get the the whatever version of Obamacare they sure. have in that state because there are very few people under, underneath that yes. insurance program. Fewer people are feeding into it. Whereas if you live in, you know, New York City or or, call, or New York or California or somewhere else, you're going to get a better. So it's I think that a federal program that's across the board where we don't have that uniform huge yeah. gaps. Right, right. Would be better. And the same pool of money. Uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, when it comes to the idea of like where we are now, it's really interesting because in 2015 during the campaign, Single payer was still considered the most extreme right. uh, policy that platform. Yeah. That was the most radical uh-huh. you could get. And now we just have a mainstream conversation about a total overhaul. And it's going to be shift. very tricky for to get the industry money and money. I don't know. We like to pretend like money in Washington. We're trying to separate it, but like that, we are far away from doing that. Yeah. So the industry, the big pharma industry, the healthcare industry in general, I'm not exactly sure how how we get that done without. Uh, well, I don't know, without some cooperation and, and or at we... the very least, we, what we need to do is have a system in place where we have caps on how much you can raise prescription drug prices right yeah. away. And insurance costs, I Insurance think. costs. Yeah. We need the market to be slightly, we need to put a small hand on the market uh, to yeah, even yeah. it out because Seems the Scarellis, the Martin Scarellis of the world are just absolutely horrible. And the way that healthcare, it's not a, it's not a, a regular commodity. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. It can. It shouldn't be treated it like is it so is. It's so monetized at every level that, it, yeah. you know, we, we, we digress. Talk, we talk all the time about how much Bernie moved the conversation left in 2016. It was it was amazing between 2016 and this and now. Right. It just it went from calling single payer communism to <laughs> Medicare for all being the main right. issue that everyone needs to agree on to be considered serious in the race. 
which is yeah. crazy. And I mean, I think everybody's both sides have drifted more radical, and it's it's forcing mini schisms within the party. Oh um, man, when we did, we went to Politicon in Nashville this past uh, maybe a month ago. It was Bernie supporters and Trump supporters, and the hmm. biggest fights were not between Republicans and Democrats. It was, it was within each party for I sure. I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Although Trump has more of a control on the Republican Party than you know the establishment Democrats and yeah. the more left wing. Um, you know, where we're the more left-leaning people want to take the Democratic right. Party. So, like, James Carville just yelling at some dude from yeah. the Young Turks. Like, that was basically what I listened That's to for two, for two days. Well, and it, it seems like the passion, ironically enough, was coming from within the House. It hurts more to be hurt by someone you love and trust than somebody that you hate. So, I think it's yeah. like, I, I thought that we were on the same page. Fuck yeah. you. Um, also, James Carville, he he debated Sean Hannity, and I'm pretty sure the entire time he just watched the L- uh, LSU college football game. I'm pretty sure. He speaks slowly enough that he can just kind of gather it as he goes. And, I don't know yeah. if he spoke at all. There honestly. you go, really. It's a, it's a Cajun accent to? that is getting harder and harder to listen to. At the end of the interview, or the so-called debate, uh, James Carville just stood up, put his hands in the air, and said, LSU football! And then he left. And There's that was it. And I was like, Who he won? LSU. James so that's Carville why he was so won. James Carville James won. Carville the American won people one. lost and LSU football. Um All right. but so it is very interesting. To pivot 180 to I just feel like we need to mention that Venice is drowning. That yeah. Venice is underwater in the worst flooding that they've had since the 60s and it's the fault of global warming. That city is built on basically a grid of pilings from like the 1500s. And it's sinking, and we're going to lose Venice. They got the gondolas. Yeah. That's true. They can float. Yeah. But I mean, I they're going to have to float to a different city. They're going to have to paddle yeah. away over a different city. Maybe the, they can scoot with the big oars. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get together and scoot. You know, it's funny with Everybody those cities. Scoot. Everybody scoot. Those cities that have, like, the rivers running through them, they are kind of cute. Like, Amsterdam is the same way. Right. Yeah. But really, it just smells like uh, sewage. But Amsterdam is, is a real city. Like, I mean, Venice, New York sounds, smells like sewage. Oh, That's every day. That's true. And yeah. we don't every even day. have an excuse. No. But Venice is, is legitimately just, like, built with old wood from the 1500s. It's yeah. not even yeah. land. It's kind of sad, because I've never seen it before, and I never will. you got to get there, like, just yesterday. Just go. Go. Yeah. Right now, just tomorrow. Guys, you want to go? Boat over. Um, and then Australia, lashes. conversely, is on fire. So they're also dying. So, so the get world to is Australia ending. and uh, Venice. Stat. It's really good, and it's uh, it's gonna be fine, guys. Just yeah, just see everything in the next like five days. Honestly, yeah, especially It'll the low sea level ones. You yeah. want to get there ASAP. Um, it, this is the time to, to buy. Around. This is the time to buy. But not there. No. Mm-mm. Real estate, babe. Uh, the it's last free real estate. Last non sequitur of sorts is that. Both RBG and Jimmy Carter are sick again in mm. various ways. And just, can they stop doing this to us? I think RBG's on, she's on her, I, I'm not going to say I it, would, but she's, she's. I would say that of Jimmy Carter, too. Jimmy Carter is probably as well, but RBG has a lot more at, uh, he's older, though. Steak. As long as there's a home to be built, Jimmy Carter will stay alive. I firmly believe it. He'll, he is the greatest ex-president of all time. Until the last nail has yeah. been pounded. Yes. He'll build himself into a coffin when he's ready to go in the just, wall of one of the Habitat you know, for Humanity houses. When it comes to RBG, I it is quite aggravating what happened, uh, what's going on with her. Obviously, health-wise, I know it's cute. She wants to be there until 90, and everyone's like, she's going to do it. It's like, really? I don't uh, know. Nobody said that about humans exist. Stevens. 
No, but I also hated Justice Stevens in many ways. Or like um, Rehnquist when he... Judge Rehnquist was horrible. But politically, she should have, um, under Obama, not assumed that Hillary was going to win. I think That not, was the yeah. problem. I mean, granted, you I know, the it. Mitch wouldn't have had... They didn't take a vote for a year and a half on Merrick Garland. But it's like right. age is real. And I like you did a great job. But like the Supreme Court now going 6-3. And it could very well go 7-2. I think too, I just, I, the if politi- Trump gets three oh God, no, justices, it's going to be crazy forever. Lifetime justices, we're, we won't see it, the end of that in, in even our lifetimes. But I think too, no, he's also electing, of, or he's, he's nominating these by the, Supreme Court standards, young people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The district judges too and yeah. circuits. Have not both young. But if we're holding her to a accountability of anticipating that Merrick Garland wouldn't be voted on, which was completely unprecedented, that and anticipating that Hillary Clinton would lose to the likes of Donald Trump. I feel like that's a, a pretty high bar that none of us could have been expected to to rise to, especially in terms of, you know... She yeah, I right? think that... I mean, maybe she, she has a stomach bug now. Maybe she should have retired beforehand, but I, again, like if, she'd, if she would have retired you know before assuming Hillary would have won like you know during the right. during the campaign or whatever then they could have just put it off they could have just had they two did, seats did the same thing yeah. right right no that's a good point um cuz it's really hard to say yeah uh so yeah everybody just clench everything in fingers crossed positions for both of them cuz they're Jimmy both Carter the, and yeah there was IBG. some bizarre speculation going on cuz now obviously Trump is running against I know there is still a Republican primary. Yeah, okay. Which, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Bill Weld, Bill right? Weld, uh, and uh, not the lead singer of the Eagles, but Joe Walsh. Um, oh, Joe yeah. Walsh is not one, the lead singer of the Eagles. I said not the lead singer of the Eagles. He's like a bassist. Yeah, but his name is Joe Walsh. That's the same name as the lead singer of the Eagles. No, that's, that's uh, what's his name? Don Henley. Ah, uh, whatever he is. Um <laughs> Joe Walsh. No, I'm pretty sure Joe Walsh. No, because my cousin was in the Eagles and he died of butt problems two years ago. He died of butt problems? Glenn so your Fry. cousin in the Eagles? Yeah. Life's been good to me so far. Too too long. It wasn't too, when he had butt problems. What was... Brooke, who was the lead singer of... The, I don't care. It was Joe Walsh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's running against Joe Walsh. And, it was uh, Jimmy Carter. It was Jimmy oh, Carter. Yeah. I love you that song. That? The Eagles love are great that. songs to build houses to. They mm, made great true. songs to build houses to. But they were speculating that this is like Walsh and um, and Bill Weld that if Donald Trump gets another term, he's going to appoint liberal justices. And Gosh. I just don't think that that is going to happen. You wish. Like, what? what was their reasoning? Because he just appoints yes men and he always likes to shake up the establishment. And because then he won't be beholden uh, to the Republican Party because he's going to have another full term to Ugh. really be unleashed. Trump is going to be Trump. And they're concerned. That he's going to appoint uh, liberal well, I'm glad, justices. I'm glad we have Although, two such sharp minds. Right. Primary and Trying for, yeah. yeah. But, but d- I do not think that's The first premise is, is that he likes yes men, and you're just not going to get that from the Democrats. I, I don't... And he's still got it in the final I mean, Joe Walsh is a, is a t- former congressman Twitter guy now hmm. who supported Trump until the second Trump was elected and then flipped, and now just tweets like a resistance mom and still owes child support, I think. So, <laughs> I Kids mean, impeach, impeach. I, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, he, it's, I don't know what his deal is, but I think he just needs therapy. Definitely. Oh, Most people on Twitter need therapy. Great segue to Roger Stone being on trial. Um, 
Roger Stone did nothing wrong. And that's his t-shirt. I don't actually believe that. I saw a picture. He did a lot of things wrong. I feel like this has happened to me before. I saw a picture of Roger Stone, and for a kind of a long time, I thought it was like a Peter Sellers character mm-hmm. that I wasn't familiar with. And I was like, huh, what is that from? Oh, all right. It's fucking Roger Stone. The Stone Zone, he's facing, I believe it's seven counts, looking it up to 50 years. But, you know, he's not going to get, he would not get the 50 years, I don't think. Roger Stone looks like a reject Coraline character. Ooh, that works, too. Yeah. He really does look like he has buttons for eyes. Yeah. He's very scary. he's this close to it. Um, But the thing is, and McKenzie, I want to hear your thoughts, mm -hmm. because obviously you're being the legal scholar here. Uh, You being the legal scholar. These are federal charges. Mm -hmm. So, what, I mean... So Trump just has him pardoned already, right? I think yeah, that's a that's a pretty good chance. Unless he does something to upset Trump, which you know, he's in a very precarious position in terms of flipping on him. He hasn't yet, he but hasn't. but his feet are hardly to the fire in terms of where this could go. I mean, if you are actually looking at years if the trial progresses and that's that's a that's a lot different than Trump still being in your corner and Trump has bigger fish to fry, so there's not a lot of symbiosis right now but it is weird after all the years hearing about uh, uh roger stone all of his nefarious actions all the slimy tactics and mm-hmm. strategies the hot orgies we know all about it reptile. oh nothing says hot like roger stone absolutely nothing says hot like roger stone's weird shaped head just Ugh, bobbing up squirming up and down yeah with it's like button a, eyes. with those fingers it's like a puppet master character. Don't you just want to, to have him flip around and just to see Richard Nixon's face? Doesn't that right. just scream oh. okay, sex appeal? That's a little known fact. I've I've noticed. Oh, I think a lot of people. Oh, know that. He, well, he brags about that tattoo. He loves it. It's like, what's gonna make my back look hotter? Richard Nixon's face. That's that's good. But uh, this trial is going totally under the radar. It is, and I think it's because Trump does have bigger fish to fry, and those happen to be pretty prominent And I fish. think we're all just completely fried, and there's an impeachment hearing going on, and, like, well, well, yeah. we have ten things to pay attention to on any given day. Roger Stone is kind of low on the priority list. And fittingly, Roger Stone's trial was right down the hallway from a hearing on Trump's tax returns at the same courthouse last week. Yeah, Trump's lawyer One is of the challenge- challenging... Well, that was nobody's ass. That was Puffin. <laughs> yeah, Puffin is listening. He's just made a little groan oh, and upset laid his him. head down. I'm sleeping, yeah. Ben. Leave me alone. Sorry, Puffin. Sure, Piff. Why does the word challenging sound wrong to me? No, that's right. Is that right? <laughs> I'm on so Try many it cold the way you meds. think it's, it should sound. Chal- no, it's, it's supposed to be challenging. I've had I've had a, an upsetting amount of Dayquil today, so I apologize. That's good. You should be hyped. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's never sleeping again. Trump's lawyer is challenging the New York law and also that would require Trump to turn over his tax returns. Right. So there are these there are at least two suits going on. I think there might be three. There's one where Trump is the plaintiff and he's challenging the New York law that would require him to release his taxes to the the House Ways and Means Committee. So it's like state law that works with the federal government. So that's one. There's another one where Trump is the defendant that's happening parallel, mm-hmm. which is them suing Trump for not turning over the taxes to the House Ways and Means Committee. But that was that started before the New York law. So that's sans New York. And then there's maybe another one in the Second Circuit. I forget. And now Trump has moved his official residence from New York to Florida 
and there's an investigation into mm-hmm. whether or not he did that to avoid turning over his tax. I don't think that would avoid jurisdiction because it's it's kind of a pseudo ex post facto thing. If the illegal action happened while he was a resident of New York, he'd be hard pressed to argue anything about that. Yeah. Uh, but so I just love that down the hallway from Roger Stone, which is all internet with Trump, you have another Trump tax thing and he's just like he's on so many pyres right now right yeah I mean honestly when it comes to Donald Trump changing his tax status to Florida that's what old rich Manhattanites do that's what they all do that's what they all do because then they're like moves to Florida they call it like the sixth borough yeah yeah yeah. So it was like when I heard that, I was like, yeah, there's probably some sketchy reasons it's, as well. But snowbirds. They, there's snowbirds. There's a name for them. Yeah, he's just an overweight 70-year-old man. He needs he needs to – he's some, just planning his retirement. Some beach in Florida is going to be blessed oh. with the mm. body of Trump and a Let's Speedo just tanning. What um, do you think is going to happen with the Supreme Court, though? I mean, oh, uh, this, yeah. is, this is going to be really interesting for them because it was basically just – common practice it was just considered like goodwill politics to show your tax returns it was never law well there actually is a there's a law that says if you if the house requests it of any citizen they have to turn it over trump is avoiding that in the case where he's the defendant by saying that they presidential privilege right well that and also like they didn't give a good enough reason for exercising that law first it was i've been under audit for like i don't know five years now which Mm -hmm. is abnormal and unlikely then it was they didn't give a good enough reason and now that he's appealing small a appealing to the supreme court to take it it's also presidents should never have to essentially follow the law so would that (laughs) trickle down to like everyday people if the supreme court is like no you don't got to show your tax reform you got your, your tax forms would that then set the precedent for people sovereign citizens all over this fine country of ours to be like well Let's look at this case, and I'm not no. showing you my tax returns, and I'm not even going to pay the thing. Ben is trying to figure out for himself. He's like, yeah, how that's do what I I'm use trying for to future yeah. reference? Uh, no, because the best and only basis that they would have for doing that, and the reason why I don't think they would, would be that it would expand presidential immunity to a, a great degree, because there's really no good reason to say that a president should be immune from that kind of law. It's not interfering with the duties of a president. It's not anything that would offer like an immediate sentence in theory so it would just really expand presidential powers which is why even though he's got some buddies on the supreme court i think it might not go the way that he's hoping Mm. right so we'll We'll see we'll see by the way that's my excuse from now on when i don't want to go out I'm being audited. I'm so I can't go on Friday. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm being audited. It's gonna be my excuse when I don't want to pay. Oh, you guys! I'm so sorry. Can you get this? I'm being audited. audited. That's okay. I'll Venmo you later. Thank you. I want to do it to you, Ben. I don't want to do. I don't want to be audited. Oh my God! I mean, like actually, that's what he's afraid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be. No, honestly, we're we're so above (laughs) the books. We're we're. Yeah, but the new listening IRS, they're above the books. You have to get out all the receipts. And all oh, the I know. things. I have nothing. And you have to like, you have to like have them in a file and turn it over to your accountant. But and you online have to... bank statements. I mean, like, I don't use yeah, cash for anything. True. It's fine. Anyways, I'm if being I audited. Get audited. I have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I gotta get See here you later. I'm being audited. Um, speaking of high crimes and misdemeanors of various breeds, mm. you want to do our impeachment corner? 
Impeachment corner. Ben, do you want to make up a song for our impeachment corner? It's the impeachment corner. It's not so wild. It's wild. It's fun. It's crazy. You're talking. That's crazy. I don't know how to sing. It's wet. It's wild, and it's a slip and slide experience. Scooting along. It's definitely scooting. None of us are singing slowly. Yeah, Ben's in a precedent. We none of us can sing. Mm -hmm. They were very serious, and I couldn't pay attention. I care about this a lot. Oh, yeah, I read a synopsis later. I did not watch and it. And I actually I had watched trouble. Lo- I yeah. watched long enough to see that George Kent was wearing a really dorky bow tie. I thought, I was like, who planned your outfit? So I was watching the <laughs> impeachment inquiry because I have nothing else to do with my life. I hung out with Puffin, ate, ate Taco Bell, and listened to this supposed hearing uh, in front of the American <laughs> people. But the problem is all of the real information is still being talked about behind closed doors. And so we heard Bill Taylor. That was like their biggest guy, yeah. uh, the Dems' biggest guy. He's Bill, you know, t- Mr. Too- as I said on the phone, Bill Taylor. Yeah, whatever. William Taylor, as I said on the phone. I William kind of Taylor. like him though. Just I don't like hate him. him. I yeah. I got nothing wrong with the guy. Also, I don't know if he's their biggest guy because he's to, for now, for right he's now. The he's strategy, so, yeah. whatever strategy they had in First Witness, and we yes. don't know that that's like best story. It could be best narrative laying out. It could be most objective, most trustworthy. Well, this Friday they're going to be speaking with someone behind closed doors that was actually on the Ukraine call with Zelensky. We haven't. I mean, that's why I was watching today, and I'm like, it's basically just an ability for people like Jim Jordan or Adam Schiff on the other side. um, Nunez, Nunez, Devin Nunez, Republican. Nunez. Oh my god. Yep. It's just a a time for them to grandstand, and I'm like, all of you all, I can see them cutting together their campaign ads. Yep. Mm -hmm. And. The information was what we already knew. The information I found to be less satisfying than if you actually just read the transcript mm-hmm. well, of the Zelensky Ukraine phone call you mean with the, Trump. The Trump one that he released. Yeah. I think that part of it is for people who don't have time or inclination or attention span, frankly, well, to how is, do that. How, if you don't have time, inclination, or attention span, they're not watching. This should be for people who want to like have an educated. I, don't know. I would like my opinions to be as educated as possible, and I just feel like, and this is, happens every single time. There's one of these hearings, <laughs> whether it be about the Iraq War. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring it up. You brought it up, but I now you want to talk about it. <laughs> I brought you? it up. I'm sorry. Oh my god, he's like wiggling in his chair. He's like, let me talk about Dick Cheney. I will. The Release war me. criminal that is, but it's still like. Every time. It's like we, as an American people, deserve to know much more information than what they tell us. And it's this slow trickle out because they're Mm. trying to time it properly with next year. You're letting perfect be the enemy of the good, Ben. It just wasn't that good. It was Jim Jordan made it. The Republicans, because they listened to they listened to radio hosts. Going back to uh, Sean Hannity and and James Carville. Sean Hannity is very good at his job. I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh. He's very good at his job. Every everything he's communicating is horrible, but Hmm. what he does is very very uh, impactful and persuasive. Jim it's Jordan, yeah. Nunez, these guys, that's what that's their school. That's the Republican and yet, school. Not good in terms of technique or so but Jim Jordan okay, here's one thing I'll say about Jim Jordan. The way that he so I think we are we are just missing the impact that it can have on an audience who just tuned right. in, who doesn't know much about what's going on, maybe the context of something. And the headlines too. And Jim Jordan is just loudly saying things in an authoritative tone and giving the witness one he's second to answer. He's testifying Trying to get himself. one word yeah. answers out of him with no context. When he, I think, I think, was he the one who was like, are you telling me 
that the president did something impeachable on this call. Is right. that what you came here to say? And it's like, that's not a yes. You can't say that in yes or no answer. And I thought it was good that the guys said, no, I'm not passing judgment. Yeah. The subtext being that's your job. So I, I will first add that I have But can't the one of these people pass judgment? That was the whole thing with the well, Mueller report, Mueller, too. Mueller, Mueller was Robert in a different Mueller, position. Yeah, but Robert Mueller being like, oh, um, we're not going to do it. People wearing the I Mueller hate. shirts. The fandom was crazy. It drove me insane. And then just coming out with, like, we're just reporting the facts. Like, they're Friday. Oh, from, I thought that was ridiculous. From but Dragnet. I, they're not comparable because impeachment, the authority really does lie with the House. And then for conviction, the Senate. But, but if Bill Taylor thinks that Donald Trump did something that's impeachable, he should just go and say, yeah, he did something that was impeachable. Why are we doing he, this? He's not a lawyer. And the he's right not, is gonna but he has say, the right to an opinion. The right's going to point to him and say, look, he's already made right. his mind. He's not a reliable Who witness. cares? He, he, it doesn't matter. It, he can have any mind that he wants to have. I mean, you believe that. I don't know that it's not totally exploitable if you were to say that. I think like, he's worried about contaminating himself and his He wants testimony. to stay as objective as possible. Someone has to state the facts that Donald Trump withheld foreign aid because well, he did. wanted he them. He did that. Yeah. They just, yes. they just didn't get their opinion not on whether or not so, yeah. but, impeachable. But then, is that impeachable? Then why are we doing this? If, you, if, if you're, you're real Jim current, Jordan right now, No, then. I'm saying that it is impeachable. Although, obviously, it's not going to go anywhere, which is unfortunate. But it's just like, I'm just so sick of these career politicians or career diplomats or career yeah. Washington insiders. People with careers. People with careers in not- general. <laughs> McDonald's careers. Wendy's McDonald's. Or Wendy's careers. Whatever. But why can't he just come hut. out and say. And the Taco Bell. Oh, I love Taco Bell. And I love Pizza Hut. But why can't he just come out, tell the American people, in my opinion, what he did was impeachable? Oh, you would still have a bone to pick even if he did. I would so, not. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I have bones. There's bones to pick everywhere. They're everywhere. So, okay. Some highlights of the content that I okay. do want to hit. We should say Bill Taylor is uh, the top U.S. diplomat in Kiev, Ukraine, the capital of Ukraine. Apparently, it's pronounced Kiev because everybody was saying Kiev. I thought it was Kiev. Whatever. I thought it was I'm Kiev, not going to say Kiev. Me too. That sounds it's, weird. There are that two vowels. Me there are two, out. I think whatever. they're wrong. I think they're wrong, too, even though they live there. We are right. We're and right on You this. can't tell us Classic otherwise. Classic white people. Classic this Americans. <laughs> and then George Kent was the other one. Uh, he's the assistant secretary of state for the EU and Eurasia. Um, the things that I took away as like either new or well highlighted by this were first that Trump made no mention of corruption in general or even like used the word. It was just the focus on Biden. There was never any investigation that either one of these diplomats was familiar with with their respective long careers in the military and in the government and doing like international shit. Neither of them was familiar with either foreign aid working this way or corruption investigations working this way. So it's like you never do this behind closed doors, asking them about this really specific domestic political issue as a way of of talking about foreign aid or as a way of talking about corruption. So that, I think, is a really good way of spelling out what's in the transcripts so that people understand other perspectives of people who do this for a living and just have never seen. It's, it's unprecedented that this is happening like that. That also connects to that phone call that was new news and apparently somebody will be testifying behind closed doors who's actually on this phone call which is Mm -hmm. a different phone call where gordon sondland was talking to trump about the deal that trump made with sondland or with uh and sondland afterwards told this assistant (laughs) that trump doesn't care about ukraine 
he cares about the Biden investigation. Yeah, he said he cared most yeah. about the Biden investigation and uh, uh, and cared about little little anything else. Right. So if Sondland is saying that after talking to Trump the day after the call, and and after that having was talked his to impression. Trump immediately. In in that instance. So the call was the previous day, and then they got off the phone with each other yeah. right before saying that. Yeah. It does combat what Rudy Giuliani said, because Rudy Giuliani, in a recent op-ed, which he was trying to defend Trump, oh and he God. said, out of this whole conversation, there were, there, the only, he only mentioned Biden once, there's like five or six right. lines out Biden in this whole transcript. And that we prepared, meanwhile, Sondland is saying, according to this, this aide, is the only thing he's that this is all. He and that about. kind of pairs with the whole saying that corruption, conversely, was never mentioned as a general issue. Yeah. And both of these diplomats also said that corruption is rife within Ukraine. And this is such mm-hmm. an endemic problem. So the fact that you're focusing just on Biden or just on Biden's son is also very weird. If you're concerned about Ukrainian corruption, that's a more systemic issue that you can really tackle and then i also thought it was interesting i don't know if this was public knowledge before this i didn't paw through the transcripts as much as i should have of these two guys before but that Zelensky actually had booked an appearance on cnn that corresponded with trump wanted him to make a public statement Mm. and he had booked an appearance and then eventually like this all hit the fan and and the money was released but he it looks like there's proof that he was making preparations to do what Trump expected of him. Yeah. yeah. And that's another indicator of how skeptical you have to be when you watch these television news channels. Zelensky was about to go lie to the world, mm. and he would have done it absolutely. On CNN, too, which is such the liberal... that I'm sure that was a strategy. Yeah, that, I'm sure it was. But of course, CNN endorsed. was like, yeah. absolutely, come on our airwaves, lie to us, lie to the American people. We'd love well, to have you for ratings. How, how, do they CNN, what, how would they know that he was going to come on and I lie? mean, the American people and, and the if, government didn't know that Trump was doing this like weird shadow investigation. Yeah, if, if the president of the Ukraine wants to of Ukraine wants to come on and talk to you, that's they're a, a yeah. news source. To... It's their job. They're supposed to do research yeah, but, I mean, and we gotta, tell the news. The State Department didn't know this was a thing. Like, everybody didn't know until uh, it came out recently. I do agree with you that it, it, you should be wary be when you're yeah. watching TV news, though, because this stuff does happen. All sure, the time. Sure, sure. It just, I'm, not, I'm just not sure if this is going to be the thing that takes, I mean, obviously it's not going to take down this president. I do want to clarify. At the end of the day. You for, mean, for, no at the conviction. end of the day, I yeah. mean, if we... I'm, I've talked to a lot of my friends uh, lately, and they're like, well, he's going to be impeached, so it's all going to end. And I'm like, no. he will be impeached. He's not going to be found guilty in the Senate. It takes two-thirds votes. There's no way they're flipping 22 Republicans. And he might just be a president impeached, running for re-election. And That's if he wins a, after right. that, if he wins right. after that, good luck. So then in this, that sense, yeah, we, we have just given him, him down. As Steve Bannon said, if he's reelected, it'll be Trump off the chain. And th- so said. this is Trump on the chain. Oh, Trump God. So just yeah, imagine Steve Bannon. when he's doing his I hereby declare dot, dot, dot tweets when he actually feels <laughs> uh, confident. Steve Bannon said that if Trump is reelected, he's going to see it as uh, basically a referendum on his on his ability to do whatever he wants. Well, it will be a referendum. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And he's going to go go for revenge. And we've seen that Bannon slope said. already enact itself in the span of his own presidency. That first he had the some advisors that were kind of vetted and that we kind of could say, well, at least they have experience. They all fell off the radar because they weren't yes men. 
and he's slowly gotten more yeah more emboldened and then we see within the span of the last year that this all has happened where he's getting more brazen with you know foreign Mm -hmm. adversaries and well i think uh, a lot of it is fear too he's kind of becoming he's losing his fear yeah yeah Oh, well, it's probably a combination. Well, yeah, it's yeah. that he's starting to feel like his feet are to the fire, and mm-hmm. he's kind of going to, like, fight-or-flight mode. Yeah. And but we know what the answer is to... on that. It's always the former when it comes to fight. Donald Trump. He always yeah. does. And this impeachment proceeding gives them such a strong talk. I'm not saying the Democrats shouldn't have done it, because I understand why they did do it. Yeah. I'm just wondering, out we of all of to. the things, we could also make this more focused on the fact that all he has done is trying to, with, with trying to or attempting to withhold the $400 million in military aid, that's also just a egregious, egregious attempt to please Putin in front of the American people. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that needs to be an angle that's expressed also. Yeah, we're like, not really comparing the whole Ukraine being a, an enemy of Russia and Russia having it under its boot. Right, well, I mean, yeah. they're just focusing on, like, the Ukraine-Biden stuff, and I'm like, okay, right. so Donald Trump, he's no, on the phone, he's context. like... Yeah, it's like okay, cool. So he wants to he wants dirt on Biden. I can see this conversation happening. We got to read this conversation happening. You're like that. It definitely occurred. Yeah. But the bigger issue, the elephant in the room, is the fact that he has no problem with Russia and with Putin attempting to recreate the Soviet Union in his own image. Oh well, and I think that was another useful thing that came out in light of that. That I I can't remember which one it was, but one of the guys testified to the practical effect of the delay. Right. It wasn't just that. It's not just money. It's not just we want to impeach this guy now. It's either directly or indirectly people died in Ukraine because there was either not the the illusion of support and you can practically save lives by having that military support behind you, whether or not you use it or directly using that military support. So this action for his own domestic political gain and personal gain actually had the effect of jeopardizing people, property, lives, their military position. And that could have been a conscious choice that he knew that by doing oh, that sure he was getting it, it power. Very well over could have Putin. been. Yeah. I also, don't think he would have cared. Zelensky is not popular in Ukraine. He's a former he's a comedian. He's a former, I believe, stand up comedian. Like Joker. <laughs> I saw that movie. It was very good. But he's not doing well in Ukraine. People in Ukraine think that Putin is running all over him. This is just Ugh. further proof of that. And so, of Everybody course, is. he was be he would be willing to go on national television in America, uh, coerced by the president of the United States to oh, lie to us. It, it really is. Depth. He's so out like, of his depth. Between Putin and Trump, and this guy isn't even a politician. Yeah, and I know we say the word in uh, you know unprecedented a lot under uh, under Donald Trump, but isn't it nice it we're is. still arming the world? See, some things never yeah. change. Well, this is the one time, one of the few times that it it really was for a good purpose. They got to get and those that's javelins. that's we hold back. <laughs> but yeah, um, the hearsay thing came up again, which I, they keep using that word because they don't understand what it means, basically. This isn't a trial. We're not using the federal rules of evidence. The closest thing to a trial is going to happen in the Senate. The House piece is like an investigation. We have not even gotten to the indictment phase. And if we're using the federal rules of evidence, there were so many issues with foundation, with prejudicial, then probative, with speculation, with testifying for the witness, with leading, like whistleblower in general. There would be no purpose to having whistleblower complaints and protections if they were vulnerable to hearsay invalidating them being considered. So 
Let's stop. You're going to lose your mind. Mackenzie's going to lose her mind, guys. Oh, my goodness. You thought Donald Trump was going to be crazy off the chain. Look at me go. This is Mackenzie's Joker origin story. Like we said the last time we discussed hearsay, there are all sorts of exceptions. There is an exception to hearsay called admission by party opponent. Anything that's in this pseudo transcript that Trump released, anything that he said is an admission by party opponent. Yeah. So sorry. Bye. There yeah. You go. There you go. It's in a. It's in a. It is not a transcript, but a description of a transcript. Yeah. Right. I just want the Dems to get people a little bit closer to the source in front of the cameras. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I think uh, we're moving. Yes, they definitely should. I just. I'm I'm feeling Mueller 2.0 coming on. I am so worried with, about that. I know. Specifically with the way Mueller that media is. Mueller too fast, too furious. <laughs> yeah, it really is. This is the one that Vin Mueller Diesel comes out as gay on. I love it. Love you, Vin. Uh, so we I'm are- just the way that the media is covering it is it, after Trump got elected, people immediately were like, this can't be real. And I do think the media did a good job of pacifying the American people with their coverage of the Mueller report because so many people were like, it's going to be done any day. The media ad nauseum 24-7, not talking about the fact that, you know, Venezuela at the time was burning. Chile is currently going through basically a civil war. Like, we don't get any real news. Well, the media doesn't really care about global stuff ever. Not at all. But even domestic stuff. No no clean drinking water in massive amounts of cities all, all across America. It just seems like this is another pacifying effect or a pacifying attempt um, by it's gonna media, be it's going to be done soon. And I'm like, I'm looking at the polling data, yeah. and all these polls are really cute. And everyone's like, oh, Biden's up 20, Warren's mm. up 16. Okay. Well, I think I'm getting, we're I'm, damned it's like a fever by the, dream. We're damned by the process, because Democrats particularly being held to more of a double standard than Republicans are, you're damned if you don't do the legwork and don't have all your ducks in a really, really strict row before you say anything public, that you go by the book until there's no but criticism But that's what Obama did when it comes to Merrick Garland also. He could have exactly. just got him through with a recess but appointment. But then do we want to just throw everything out the window? You can't be playing two different sports. Everything's already been thrown out the window. I don't know that it has, it's and we'll the, see. It's in the yard. I think that point. if we do that and if we give in to that, then we have no structure. At least now there is there is a good party. There's a comparatively good party in terms of clean hands. But I do think that with the theatrical culture and what people demand of excitement in these sort of things, especially with Trump being such a theatrical sort why, of president. But why did that ever happen? I was watching CNN today and like as soon as Wolf starts talking, it is like there's like a minute of like that really intense music. It's just like totally anti-journalism. Why do people expect these things to be exciting? I don't care if they're boring. Because we have a reality re- star as a president. We have a reality I, star as a president, and we've been we've been making politics a reality show for well, years. If, right. If we're being serious, like again, like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, yeah, uh, on the, even on the left, like we just we and we mutually make it exclusive from from the intellectual piece of it, entertaining story that yeah. you can follow easily, and that like American audiences with our tiny attention spans and our complete indifference to actual issues can watch. I mean, it's a kayfabe reality. As I talk about on uh, my show, Abraham Lincoln is in the NCAA Wrestling Hall of Fame and Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. That is a great analogy for where we are as a people. Mm-hmm. We live in this world of kayfabe. We are in a wrestling reality right now. 
That but connects with me. I just feel like don't be it's not exciting. Like when 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 CNN tries to make this into something that's exciting, this should be boring. I think they're trying to make I want to watch care. it on C-SPAN. I agree with you and that's what I always say about the whole analysis of candidates. It's like, would I get a beer with them? I don't want to want to get a care. beer with you. I want to be intimidated by what our conversa- how stupid I would look in a conversation with you. But people don't agree with that. No, I would. I they mean, don't. I'm, no, it's I would like, do a beer bong with George Bush, and I believe he is a war criminal. Oh, but that's I a great never, segue, actually. I would never ever so we, agree with him. Yeah, we want to. Oh, yeah, actually, okay, here we go. Yeah, we wanted to ask because uh, and just talk amongst ourselves a little bit. Yeah, about an issue that I think we all have dealt with at some point in our lives, which is how do you have civil friendships with people with whom you disagree politically. And also, where is the line between when you should do that, when you should try to strike a balance, when you should try to either change minds or not discuss politics anymore or agree to disagree, and when somebody is too heinous, like G.W. Bush, arguably, like, is he, is it okay that Ellen and him are friends? Do we have enough contrition on the war crimes in the form of his pretty little paintings? Well, speaking of tyrants, Ellen DeGeneres is the worst I've boss in show she's business. She's so bad. She is horrible. I, I hated mul- learning that. I had multiple friends t- uh, that worked for her. They just get fired if the coffee isn't cold enough or if it's too hot. Like, whatever. She will just fire people Be kind at the drop to of one a hat. Another. She is not. She's a very mean <laughs> person. It's always the nice ones on television that they're always the meanest. That's the worst. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, friends with different political ideas, as long as their motivation is good, as long as they want to get a mm. positive outcome, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I know for a fact there are some people who are more leftist than me. Let's just say when it comes to uh, free college, for example, I'm like, I don't want to pay for rich people's college. I don't care. Like, if you're rich, you can pay for your own damn college. But I understand their motivation is the same as my motivation, which is to get as many people educated, you know, as many people uh, having the base of information they need to succeed in life. Some people don't need to go to college, and that's totally fine. Also, it is just whatever. I um, think that's so the right place. Yeah, yeah. As right. long as like you know, even when it comes to like uh, withdrew withdrawing troops from Syria, which with, with northern Syria, which he did not do uh, anyway. But I want to be out of the Middle East. I'm so sick of the Middle East. I am sick of the U.S. intervention. I think we have an occupation in the Middle East, and my big concern is one massive mistake happens where Iran targets a a military base in the Middle East. Next thing you know, boom, we're back in another 20-year war. So I want to see troops out. But then you have other people who want to... we disagree on the Kurds. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you know, we gave them a lot. I feel like they would be fine making uh, having a relationship with Assad and trying to stabilize their own country. Well, the Turkish thing is the issue, and I don't know that we really have given them that much. The Kurds are an ethnic minority an oppressed group of people pro-intellectual feminist society this is about staying true to our allies staying true to the promises that we make as a country it's about human rights and the fact that the kurds have actively helped us fight isis and that lives were not being lost by a small number of u.s troops we're not talking about the kurds we're talking about friendship i know i do want to get the no, but that's, but that's the but point, the thing though. Is, yeah, because yeah. My, my thing is I don't want to have war in the Middle East, and then another yeah. person will be like, we need to stay in order to avoid war in, this in the one, Middle East. So yeah. it's like situation that we there's can, some nuance to it. We yes. both have the same motivation, but generally but the humanitarian should be different. Yeah. Yes. But that, I think, so this is where I think it's a sliding scale and a spectrum, because that sort of thing 
once you're to the point that you have a good heart and even in the the scope of the issue your end goal is similar that's less of a fundamental disagreement than going back to the George Bush and, and Ellen example he fundamentally disagreed with her right to marry for example and yes. I don't know that there's been reciprocal contrition for that no I mean George it. W Bush we don't even remember what he did when it comes to stem cell research. Right. He cut all funding to stem cell research because it was some pro-life attachment and thing. And it started and this rhetoric about abortion that we're in right now. Like, he really kicked that that ball off. Absolutely mm. insane. If we had stem cell research for the past 20 years, Parkinson's, you know, polio, which is making a comeback because no one's vaccinated anymore. <laughs> Vaccinate uh, your children. Spina bifidus, whatever. You know, MS. Like these and things really... we don't even know. We can't even picture it. Like, organ donation would would not be such an issue anymore because you could potentially grow your own yes things. and so bush set this country back 20 years we're still in the middle east because of his policies and do do i think george w bush is like is he the horrible person right no, probably maybe not. not but he, if you surround he's not the worst in the yeah. administration but if you surround he but wasn't, he also he wasn't is. the mastermind but he also is the worst because he surrounded himself with cheney rumsfeld ashcroft these unbelievable right. horrible john bolton these war hawks <laughs> and then he listened to them he's not stupid enough to not be accountable for that choice yes he, yeah. and i actually you know that's one of the things when it comes to trump as well i don't like when people say he's stupid this is all calculated it's crazy but it is right. a calculated thing everything is like it almost gives people like bush like an a ouch. scapegoat like an out right, like oh right. he's just dumb little bush you know it doesn't no he's the president of the united states two terms and got us in the worst war since vietnam so and he I had just, every opportunity you know he yes. grew up with a, a president took, who was much brighter than him as a father like he had every resource and still, every resource possible he had yeah. a balanced budget going into office right like the world was relatively peaceful and the world hated democrats in that sense it, it was like ridiculous. it was his oyster um, so, yeah. It's, I mean, obviously, nine eleven happened, and I there was a whole lot of different things. But then the response, was his just, malice, probably was not there. Hey, we got to talk about the Iraq War. Yeah, I was gonna say we. we I know, have not talked at all I, about. I knew we were gonna we were go there. <laughs> talk about, but we did talk about the Iraq Wars. So that's good. But I know we've also talked about, in light of the Me Too era and things like that, uh, how much contrition and growth is required. With the end goal being that we should reintegrate, so to speak, people who have wronged us in some way if they show growth. Well, I think if we're talking about on a friend level, too, or just, a, you know, with family who disagrees right. politically, um, I think that there there is a certain – I think we do need to learn how to – like, I'm not one of those people who's like, we need to have more civil discussions. I don't think that is always what we need to do, but I no, think – good, yeah. I, th I don't think the, I don't think civil discussions are always actually what's ne what's necessary. Like, where do you think the line is? When is it? I think that if if the civil discussion is actually uh, useful in some way, if it's if if people are actually listening and and responding, and and you're able to trade ideas, and and it's respectful to the extent that I, there's also a line where I'm like, there, you just can't have civil discussions about certain topics. You know, like I'm not going to civilly discuss it's whether or not. Yeah, whether or not, whether or not like people on the border should, be or like put transgender in cages or, people should, yeah, exist. Yeah, like there are certain there, there are certain issues that sure. you just there there is no way to have a civil discussion about it. I don't think people understand mostly on the right how 
inherent and holistic those things are, though, because what you're saying, I absolutely understand and I agree with. But when you say that to somebody and they're like, well, it's my identity that it's my political belief. So you're attacking my identity by saying that. It's like, no, you're attacking who I am. And me being upset that you hate who I am is not the same as me disliking your choice of politics. But that's essentially the Ellen Bush issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that he fought so hard against, you know, gay marriage, gay rights in general, among other things. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to these evangelicals, in this country, they have a lot of power, but it really is mostly their power really manifests itself most in Africa. So they just got it's passed. A blank in, canvas. Yeah, it's a, a blank sense. canvas. I believe it was Zimbabwe where you can just be killed now for being gay. I know the Congo like, had something like that too. Yeah, they are. So they have a lot of power overseas, mm-hmm. uh, even more so in some ways than they have over here. So yeah, I just it's it's hard when someone. You know, when you disagree with someone so much. But then for me, it's like I got gay older brothers. My parents are evangelical. And then it's like, yeah, but they get along like they're trying to get along. Yeah. But then my parents also didn't go to my brother's wedding. Like there's I, just yeah. so much in there to unpack. Family, so it's like family is very complicated. Yeah. And friends, I think friends is different. different. Yeah. Because you can choose in your friend group and you can say, you know, maybe I want a more distant relationship with that friend. Sure. Because I think that I have friends all, all across the political spectrum. Uh, the the one thing that ties all my friends together is like what Ben said is that their hearts are in the right place and we can disagree on a lot of policy issues mm-hmm. but that what they want they're they're good people who actually want a lot of the same things freedom and and they want people to have good lives they want people to have their you know access like they want people to have rights and they want people to right. have access to all the things that will make them happy and prosperous and all that right. and all that but i think that if if you find yourself arguing with someone every time you hang out with them right that's probably a good sign to like give it some space or just drop and talking not about politics all together enriching way like not not in a way that you're meeting in the middle or you're understanding something better but you just or it's feel expanding your ideas and their it, ideas you're yeah. at an impasse stalemate and it's always just attacks cutting both ways but family i mean i also as a lot of us do we got a lot of rich white uncles who are baby boomers so it it almost lends itself to republicanism but my family is very republican and i remember at one point having a a debate with my uncle who you know he's a lifelong bachelor he one time told me that we wouldn't have gone to the moon if testosterone didn't exist, which I don't <laughs> really know what the point of that was. Well, have you thought about how much uh, testosterone contributed squirted to the, us up there? I don't know if you realize this, but the rockets were actually powered with testosterone, Mackenzie. Oh, see, I don't get it because yeah, they pumped I got it a little in. lady brain. It's hard for me to get that. But he was talking about the whole like, you know, the ripping babies out of wombs. I was like, that's not how it works. Yeah, I've had an abortion. And you love me, and I can explain the circumstances of it. And it was the first time that I've really seen him just like, oh. yeah, okay. Because so often they don't know anyone who's right, or they don't on know the other side do. of it, or that yeah, or you just don't talk about it. So they don't know they do. So luckily, I had anyway. a family member who didn't change his views, but at least the love for me was prioritized. But mm. I don't think that's the case with everybody. yeah. I think no, it's definitely not. Prioritize love always in your conversations, uh, but also understand when when the when conversation away, needs to end. Yeah, yeah. Even if, if a person is just like, I believe that Jews are replacing us, it's like, okay, that's not a political belief. Yeah, that is that's like, just, okay, that's like, no, that's I'm good. That's just a, 
Okay. Conspiracy you know, theory like whatever, that... But when it comes to, you know, you mentioned transgender issues. So there are a lot of conversations we're having right now in, involving uh, integration into sport and things like that. So we can have those conversations. And I think it's important not to be like, oh, you hate trans people or, you know, vice versa or like whatever. It's like... like don't we, isolate them. Don't isolate. Change, like kinda. we need to have these conversations yeah. because this is something that's happening in society. And if we don't converse about it, nobody's going to learn. No or, one's going to learn. Right. And it's like, so because I do think it, that is, it is very, very important, especially for those of us who have privilege in any number of these issues that it's kind of our job to be the teachers, because I know a lot of people in minority communities or women or transgender folks, you know, they're like, why do I have to be the one who teaches? And it's, it sucks. It really does suck, but somebody has to do it. And if you don't, you just foster a lack of growth. Yeah. And when also, if we avoid those conversations, we're like, it, we're never actually going to be able to process like what what those yeah. things mean. Well, it'd be gridlock. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. gridlock. Um, anyway, that's, so uh, that's General Stockdale. But just to... but just do it with your actions. Words, you know, words just lead to fights after a couple of beers. If you do it with your actions, like a lot of people would be like, why would I want to be a liberal? They're depressed. They're horrible. That's and true, then a lot are. of people are like, why would I want to be a conservative? They're angry and they're horrible and probably also depressed. It's like Everybody's live your depressed. life the best okay. you can. Yeah. And then I think people will like be more interested in what yeah. you have to say because obviously you figured something out. And hey, you don't Fred, have to yeah, you don't have to kick people out of your life over disagreements or there are a lot yeah, of but also but you're at allowed the same to. time all these braggadocious yeah. I just saw a bumper sticker where it's like four more years of liberal tears. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not even Stop. I don't even know what a liberal is anymore. I don't care. Just don't vote well, on a patron. It's Schottenfreud. It's just Schottenfreud politics. Yeah. Oh about. absolutely. Yeah. But I will say Fred Phelps, the Westboro Baptist Church his granddaughter was converted yeah. to being liberal and egalitarian and pro-inclusion. Megan by... Phelps Roper, yeah? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I read that she did a great interview with The Atlantic, I think. She's a done a co- I think she did a book or recently, too. Yeah. But it was somebody, it was actually a couple of people who reached out to her on Twitter with kindness and rationality and slowly ended up changing her mind Uh pretty drastically so yeah she left the church with her little sister and Ugh. she's doing she's really going now. to hell yeah. now so. yeah but that, she was and she was like a sign like a sign holder that and, church is horrible yeah but she was just raising us so she didn't know any better yeah right. anyway so we have said ben has to um get to a sports game i gotta watch football uh that's very important like james carville the sports need yeah, to happen he's been watching the whole time LSU. actually yeah he just has a little LSU football. football um so if any final thoughts and final feelings? Ooh, it's like Jerry Springer. Oh, we didn't mention T.I. Let's talk about T.I. next week. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about T.I. next week. He and takes his daughter to the gyno every every year to see if she's still a virgin. But that's not how hymens work. And no, I know very little. A hymen is not a membrane, and it can break from any number of things. Like, I'm just going to throw out an example. Like, maybe you're on a Mormon boy's trampoline, and you miss when you're jumping, and you're 10 years old, and you land on the bar, and... Suddenly blood is coming out of you, and you don't want to tell the Mormon boy about it, so you just lock yourself in the bathroom. I, maybe you break your hymen that way. I don't know. Maybe. That's just, that's just one example. That could happen. Um, yeah, when I found out about this, like I was like Madeline Can in, what is that? Clue. In Clue. Just flames on the side of my face. Like just, oh my God. Stop. Okay, you know what? I'm going to fuck T.I. You guys do that next week, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to scream about it for 
maybe 10 minutes. So um, it's really creepy, though. It's I don't know why everyone's so in- creepy. interested in all the insides there. But Stop worrying about it's people's not- hymens. <sighs> They're not that interesting. Virginity is a myth. Dads, stop caring what your daughters are doing as long as they're being safe. Yeah. Okay. Basically. All right. So folks. there's that. Um, All right. Thank you so much for giving your ears to us for a little bit. So yeah, that we can we nibble kept on them in them. a bowl. You can have them back now. Yeah, and thank you I'm all so much for back. having me. Yeah, thanks for com- thanks for thank joining us for this. This is fun combo. Uh, we should come back and hang out sometime. Yeah, yes, and I bring will. Your I, we won't bring up my friends. I promise. Yeah. Oh, I probably will. But um, you know, well, what are you gonna do? You can follow Ben at Ben. Could you plug your I'm stuff? At, I'm at Ben Kissel One on Instagram, Ben Kissel on Twitter, which I don't really use that much. And you can listen to Abling and Stop At. That's my political show on Last Podcast Network. Also, Last Podcast on the Left and Side Stories and Kind of Fun, my wrestling podcast. So I do, I do a lot of blabbing. All rights reserved. All rights reserved. Uh, I am MKZJ Brendan on Instablam and on Twitter. I am Get Me to a Nunnery, but with a number two. Hey, all right. I am BKE Rogers on Twitter, but I am currently taking a break, but I will be back at the end of the month. And oh, I am thing. Brooke Angeline on Instagram. You can reach out there. Send me a DM about your thoughts, your feelings, your questions. And send like me a DM. DM. Yeah, send, send Mackenzie a big old box of poo. Yep. All That's right. what she wants. You don't know where I live. Just Don't find me. out. Oh, okay. um, all, all right, right guys. Ben's going to go watch football. Bye. 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 Bye.